We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Today's episode is brought to you by Cars.com. With over 2 million vehicles and 50,000 more added every day, Cars.com will match you with the perfect car for you, your budget, your life, your style. And if you're ready to say goodbye to your current car, Cars.com will get you an instant offer to cash it in. Just start by entering your license plate and get matched with a local dealer who will write you the check. So whether you're looking to buy or sell, just go to Cars.com. It's magical. Hi, hello. It is Josh Bowe, one of the editors at MavsMoneyBall.com, coming to you with another edition of Mavs Moneyball After Dark, this time after a pretty disappointing 129-114 loss to the Los Angeles Lakers. With me tonight is Rebecca Lawson, our fearless editor-in-chief. Rebecca, thanks for joining me tonight. How are you doing? I am doing pretty good, Josh. How are you? I'm doing good. I appreciate you coming on. Uh, normally, it's you know it's usually me and Kirk, but Kirk had uh, social life duties stepping in, and Rebecca, I uh, appreciate you filling in a little bit for us. And your treat for filling in is you got to watch one of the like grossest Mavericks games of the season. Uh, obviously, the Lakers are a great team, so you know it's not you can't hang your head too much. But man, that was just. I don't know about you, but that was just a really, it was a really gross game to watch. I don't know. What were your kind of initial thoughts as uh, with the game just ending? Um, so, yeah, a few things. First of all, it's probably really good that Kirk's not here tonight because he would just rage about so many things <laughs> and yes. to do after bad losses. Um, you know, initial thoughts are that the Mavericks are really, really, really missing Porzingis, like more than I thought they were going to. When Luca was out for a while, they really had some competitive losses and a couple surprise wins, and they seemed to kind of muddle through without him. And it's just becoming more and more clear that Porzingis has been so much of a key to what this team has been able to do this season. You know, they're missing rim protection, they're missing floor spacing with him not in. And so that's a big part of, you know, in my opinion, kind of along with some of the terrible officiating, why they weren't really able to be competitive in this game. So I'm really hoping that he's going to be able to come back, you know, in the next couple of games, which is kind of what we've seen indications that might happen. So get well soon, guy, because we need you out there. Yeah, it feels like it's the same song and dance, same story after every one of these losses that he's been hurt. It's man, they really could use his rebounding and man, they could have really used his rim protection. And the Lakers just kind of had their way with the Mavericks in the paint in the first quarter. 
Uh, and really, you know, for most of the night, it really didn't feel like until the third quarter that things at least seemed to be going in a slightly different direction other than the Mavs just getting their asses kicked, which is really what that first half was. Um, you know, LeBron James had an incredible night and he kind of got to the rim at will. And, you know, JaVale McGee, 4-4. Four, four. You know, Dwight Howard, 4-4 four, four from the field. You know, those guys not missing a shot, combining for 19 points. I know that's not, you know, a huge number, but just kind of goes to show that the Mavericks just really didn't have any type of paint presence. Uh, you know, Dwight Powell and Maxi Kleba, you know, they do what they can, but they're just, you know, they're not 7-3 and, they're, <laughs> and they don't have a pterodactyl wingspan. And, yeah, they, they, they miss him. And I like you mentioning the, the floor spacing on the offensive end because I think, for me, I've been talking a lot about what the Mavericks are missing with Porzingis's defense. And you're right, the offense is struggling without him dragging away big guys from the paint. I think it's... I think it's making things tougher for Luca to get to the basket. I think it's making things tougher for other Mavericks role players who are up an extra rung or two on the ladder that have to contribute even more than they maybe can be uh, expected of. Yeah. So yeah, it's just yeah, it's tough all around. Uh, you mentioned the officiating. Do you want to you want to talk about that a little bit? Because I mean, I don't think it's you know it's not the reason why they lost, but just aesthetically, like the refs yeah. didn't really have a handle on the game. It just made it worst to watch you know and, and I never I'm never one to blame officiating for a game you know I, I think that good teams can always overcome officiating officiating is never the sole reason why a team loses a game but my god some of these calls like Luca could not buy a foul call all night long it seemed like you know the the whole thing of Rick getting ejected because he rightfully was calling the refs out for letting letting play resume after the timeout or after a, or after the Lakers tried to call a timeout when play had already resumed to challenge the call and he was right he was right that that was a that was a BS call and you know so he got ejected which you know that was coming all game based on you know his interactions with the refs and him getting into it. Luca actually tore his jersey at one point in frustration <laughs> for how things were going. And I don't know if that was officiating or just his own performance, which was not his best game tonight, but you know, we all have those nights. So it's just, you know, all around there were just it felt like uneven officiating all night long. As you said, that's never gonna be the sole reason for a for a win or a loss. But, you know, it did it did feel very uneven and, and Rick seemed to notice it as evidenced by him getting tossed, Lucas seemed frustrated by it all night. So, you know, and it's, you know, Kirk had a tweet, I think some, somewhere through the second half, somewhere through the fourth quarter, something like that, where it's like, Oh, well, this is a preview of how the Lakers are going to get officiating calls in the playoffs. And uh, I don't know, man, it's, uh, it's the Lakers. What are you gonna do? <laughs> I know. And it's like, I'm looking at the numbers and like Lucas still had 13 free throws and um the team, the Mavericks shot 37 free throws and the Lakers shot 32. And I think, first off, that's a lot of free throws. And I think that went to the the flow of the game, just looked really weird. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think the the refs reviewed, they tried to review two for flagrant foul calls in the first quarter, which that felt weird. It just never felt like, I don't know, it just, like, the Mavericks had a very sloppy start and a very, like, unenergetic start. And then you combine that with the refs kind of calling just a really weird game, yeah. just not very consistent and making, you know, stopping the play, stopping play a lot. Right. It, it just, it was ugly to watch. Like it just, I, I just like, I just aesthetically, I did not enjoy watching this game. Like even, 
it just, yeah, it was just, just a weird off night. And then, yeah. you know, the Mavericks are playing a home game at eight 45. I don't know if that has <laughs> anything to do with it, but yeah, it's just, yeah, yeah, it's, I don't know what it is. It's just like a lot of things just kind of culminated into a really kind of shit sandwich of a game tonight. Yeah. And I think we always get up to play the Lakers because it's the Lakers and it's national television, usually, you know, at least this season, and, you know, it's Luka versus LeBron. And the first two games of the season were so competitive. And, you know, really the last two games have been have been so uncompetitive. And I'm, am, I, am I remembering it was, was Luka? Luka wasn't out against the Lakers last time, was he? No, that was uh, – no, he was back. and okay. But that was the game that Kristaps, I think, kind of t- got that knee tweak. That's right. That's, that's right. The last, that's the last game that those two have played. I knew there was some injury concern in the last Lakers game. So it's, you know, we haven't had the full complement of players on either side for the, for the last two matchups and it's, you know, but people forget. And I forget every time these two teams play each other that, you know, the Mavericks have had such a great season and have had a surprise season in many ways, but the Lakers are the number one team in the West. And, you know, you're, you're probably going to lose to them when number one goes up against number six. So I, I think it's disappointing from that perspective, just because they have played so many or a couple of close games this season, but the last two have been, have been strange for various reasons. And so, you know, you almost want to write them off because you're probably going to lose those games to the number one team anyway, and regroup and start winning some games that you can win. Yeah, exactly. And I think, the thing that really stinks is it's not necessarily like, Hey, you lost the Lakers without Chris stops. Uh, like everyone kind of understands that. Like you said, the Lakers are the best team in the West, but the Lakers are missing Anthony Davis. Who's really their linchpin on defense. And he's like a defensive player of the year candidate. And I think it's that combined with man, that first quarter Lakers outscore the Mavericks 45 to 27. And that's the game. because. Yeah. The Mavericks outscore the Mavericks outscored the Lakers the rest of the way. It wasn't by a lot. Yeah. Uh, but they outscored them in the, you know, from the the second and fourth quarters combined, they outscored the Lakers. It was just that awful first quarter kind of leaves a bad taste in your mouth with just the way they, they started that game. Mm-hmm. And I wrote this in the recap, but something that I was really disappointed in was with Anthony Davis out. I was hoping that the Mavericks, you know, maybe, you know, their defense is compromised, but the Lakers are too. So I was hoping they would the offense would look good in that first quarter and it looked really bad it looked really bad to start the game like uh they got an alley-oop to Dwight Powell like the first play and I was like okay yeah they could do this like JaVale McGee as Mavericks fans remember from when he was in Dallas he's not the most attentive defender all the time so maybe the Mavericks can use their their quickness and their motion offense and and get some good looks and and after that bucket, it was just downhill from there. They missed, I think there was one possession where they got offensive rebounds twice and they missed three, three pointers in a row. And each yeah. one was like worse and worse and like farther off the rim than the previous one. And I was like, it's just, guess it just wasn't their night. They just weren't into it. And which is yeah. weird. Uh, yeah. I was just yeah. really, I, I was let down by the offense. Yeah, it was, it's, you know, this team has been this season, I think we've become almost spoiled because it has been, you know, one of the most fun Mavericks teams to watch in recent memory up until, you know, they started having some bad injury luck. And, you know, even when Luca was out, you know, the team kind of rallied and it was still really fun to watch them. And the last few games, they've just been off for some reason. And I don't, I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's mid-season malaise or holiday hangover or just or, or if it really is just Kristaps being out, but they need to figure something out and figure something out fast because, you know, 
the West is still the West. And while they'll have, you know, they seem to have a playoff spot secure and they've had it secure for some time, it almost seems, but if they're going to continue to lose and again, losing to Lakers, not anything to hang your head about, but if they're going to continue to lose these games and lose them in kind of disappointing fashion, then, you know, they're going to get to the playoffs and just, and just be one and done. And, and, and they're probably going to be one and done in the playoffs anyway, depending on who they match up against. But, you know, they need to they need to come back and find some of what made them special at the beginning of the season and kind of regain some of that magic. Yeah. And I think you're absolutely right in the fact that uh, I think you're kind of hinting at like it's not time to like ring any alarm bells until Kristaps gets healthy and you kind of watch this team with Luka and Kristaps at full speed. And, you know, if we, if Kristaps comes back uh, Tuesday against the Warriors, and then we're looking like a, you know, a couple days after that, and they're still losing these games like this, then that's when maybe, you know, we start thinking about like, okay, what's, there's something eating at this team right now that, that, that's got to get fixed right away. But, you know, Kristaps papers over so many of the things that they're struggling with, you know, they're struggling with, you know, get spacing and that's Kristaps. They're struggling with rebounds. They're struggling with rim protection. That's all him. Uh, it'll help, you know, I think it'll help, you know, Dwight and Maxie kind of being, you know, not being relied on to be the two best bigs on the team. I think that'll help a lot. Like, so you're right. It's just, it's, it's frustrating to watch. It's frustrating that, you know, every day the Kristaps update is like, he's close and then he's not playing, he's close and then he's not playing. And I can see why that frustrates fans because the Mavericks could have probably said, a week or two ago, like, Hey, he's not going to play for a week or so, you know, we'll update you later. Instead. It's kind of been this day to day thing. Yeah. And that's tough. And maybe, you know, I'm not sure the Mavs aren't doing that on purpose. I think Kristaps got sick this week. And I wonder if that like really threw, threw it off. Cause he couldn't practice and you know, you can't get cleared if you don't practice. So right. it, yeah, it's just, <laughs> it's just, a, it's just frustrating. It's like all these frustrations are boiling up a little bit. I think, you know, Rick oh, getting, okay. yeah. Go, oh, go ahead. No, no, no. I was going to say, and something it was, I was remembering while you were talking, something that you and I and, and one of our other writers were talking about in the Slack during the game. This team, we have to remember, again, we've been spoiled by them. They're not a young team necessarily in terms of age. Luca's young, but they're a young team in terms of experience. They don't have experience in, in big game situations, really. And, you know, they, their bench is deep, but they're guys like Maxi and guys like DeLon Wright. And, you know, they don't have this depth of experience in these big game situations. And so, you know, that might also be something we kind of watch as we go into the last part of the season is, you know, can they step up in these big games too? And, and you know, again, this is like a, a when Kristaps comes back kind of thing, but, you know, something to keep an eye on too. Yeah, great point. Yeah, you know, like, you know, Luca's obviously been a big winner in Europe, but like Luca, Kristaps, Maxi, Dwight, um, Dorian, uh, Brunson, you know, these guys have not been on a winning and, you know, a playoff caliber NBA team. You know, I think Dwight was maybe like the first year or two in Dallas, but as a main, you know, rotation guy, he hasn't. So you're right. There's like a, there's a learning curve to, to figuring out how to win in the NBA and the Mavericks are getting a crash course and it's not looking good, but you know, you're right. It's going to take some time uh, for them to grow a little bit and mature a little bit and, and kind of figure out their path to, to getting back on the right track. Um, otherwise, man, I don't know. <laughs> I was honestly struggling when we started this podcast. I was thinking, I don't even know what to say. Cause they just look so, it was just such a crappy game. But I think for, for me, I covered, is there anything else you wanted to hit on before we get out of here? 
No, I don't think so. I mean, I think we I think we kind of hit the main points of why this game was frustrating for everyone. But I think ultimately it's it's the Lakers and they're the best team right now. And the Mavs are the Mavs are injured and they're hitting a point in their season where they're struggling a little bit. And they've, you know, so far exceeded expectations. So I think while it's a disappointing loss, while they've had several disappointing losses lately, I think this is not one like we've said to ring the alarm bells. We'll, we'll write it off. We'll move forward. We get the Warriors next, which will hopefully be a little bit easier of a challenge. Oh, well, Sixers first, then Warriors. Sixers oh, yeah, tomorrow. Sorry. I know. I, I, I want to write like back to backs out of my memory because it's too much work on a weekend. <laughs> I know it is for sure. Uh, but yeah, speaking <laughs> without Embiid though. So <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So we'll see. Uh, so yeah. So Mavericks play tomorrow night, Saturday night, uh, still at home against the 76ers. Uh, Kirk should be back for the post game pod. Uh, either myself or maybe someone else will jump on depending on if I uh, am able to get to get out to that game. Uh, tomorrow night so either i'll be in the pod or i'll have something written from the game tomorrow uh so that's the next time you'll be able to hear us rebecca thanks again for joining us it's always lovely to hear you on on the podcast so i appreciate it thanks josh good to have you yeah so this has been maz moneyball after dark again uh, lakers beat the mavericks 129 114 and we will see you saturday night